So who's your favorite kid? <laughs> That's funny. Again, <laughs> I love me. you all. It's me, everybody. <laughs> My brothers are not it. It is me. Let it be confirmed on this episode. Thank you all very much. <sighs> nice try. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sent with Emphasis. I am sitting across from probably the most requested guest and the most influential person in my life, my mother. Hello. How are Thank you, doing? you so much for that introduction. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I wanted to take this episode in the direction of you giving me and all of my listeners some motherly advice in honor of Mother's Day this weekend and taking advantage of you sitting in the back room of one of the libraries in my university right now on a random Monday. That's just hilarious. It sounds terrific. I felt like a college student walking over here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty good to be back. It's a rainy day, so not a lot of people out. Peak finals week, though. Were there a ton of people in the library? Absolutely, yep. Everyone just wants to die right now. I know, I know, but I uh, would love to sit right next to them because I loved studying in college, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. That's how I am, and everyone gets confused. I'm like, I love studying. I feel like I'm going to miss that the most, like sitting in libraries, being surrounded by a ton of people who are all in the same boat as you. I Absolutely. think that's what I'm going to miss. Absolutely. Spreading all your stuff out on the tables and being able to focus because it's quiet, sort mm -hmm. of. And Yeah, this Absolutely. is a beautiful library. Yeah, well, it's it's okay. It's not the prettiest on campus at all. Actually, a lot of people hate it, but I love it. Okay. So. Well, you know, sense of appreciation here being a newbie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to me, it looks great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So in terms of motherly advice, I figured it would only make sense for me to ask you questions that my listeners need answers to or topics that we commonly discuss on the podcast. And since you are my mom, and this is a Mother's Day special, I figured why not ask right away, what is the key to a healthy, long-lasting relationship? For those viewers who don't know, my mom has been married to my wonderful dad, shout out, for quite some time now, and I just want to know your advice to those for a long-lasting, <laughs> healthy relationship. Well, first of all, um, I guess I don't think that there's really any perfect formula. I think you um, kind of build upon your relationship as you go along, and that's why for some people their relationships don't last because they stop building upon their relationship and working at it. Truthfully, I mean, for us, it's really been a matter of open dialogue, keeping communication very open, um, forgiving each other when we mess up because we're human, and, um, and also having a constant bond of love and supporting each other um, would really, I guess, be the biggest things. Um, but communication's huge, and the minute you kind of close those doors on communication, you, you really start to go within and then you're living two separate lives in the same relationship, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Um, a big thing also is mutual respect and building each other up. So if, if your dad wants to do something and he's really passionate about it, well, damn straight, he's going to have my support. Mm -hmm. um, and vice versa, he supports me in absolutely everything I do. So I guess those would be kind of some key points. But yeah. truthfully, it really is kind of a, um, like I had said before, there's no perfect formula kind of adapt as you go along. Mm -hmm. You once said to me that life is a series of choices. 
do you think that that goes hand in hand with relationship as well? Like you have to wake up and choose that you want to be with that person every day, even through the tough times. Yeah, it is. I mean, marriage in itself is a choice. Mm -hmm. And then once you choose marriage, then you, yes, are choosing every day to work on that relationship Mm -hmm. and be present for that person. And as you have a family, which we do, be present for your children and be on the same team. Sometimes it's hard. And so, um, but again, communicate, Mm -hmm. look at each other. Sometimes you got to remind yourself why you fell in love to begin with. Yeah. And, um, and hopefully at the end of the night, you can go to bed and still love each other. Yeah. (laughs) This kind of sparked a new question for me. And I think a lot of people my age right now, how important are the outside characteristics like, oh, they like this type of music, they play this sport, they come from this town versus the internal qualities. How do you balance those? Because a lot of times when you are looking for someone to be in a relationship with, that's the first thing that you're approached with. They look like this, they act like this, they go here. How important are those in comparison to the internal qualities like communication, he's motivated, he's driven, he's introverted. How does that kind of level out? Well, I think attraction is huge, mm-hmm. and you can you can be physically attracted at first, but you also have to be mentally, emotionally attracted as well. Um, you know, it's you're not going to stay in a long-term relationship with people that you don't have some sort of common bond. The whole opposites attract thing is great to a point because you can balance each other out, but you also have s- some similarities, and the similarities you're going to want to keep through your life because otherwise, again, like I had said before, you're going to be independent you can be living independent marriage or independent relationships. So, um, so like as far as like say you know taste in music or uh, if one likes sports and one likes performing arts or things like that. Um, there's I I think if as long as you can bring those two together and have respect for the other person's passion, mm-hmm. that's great. I don't know if that's exactly what you asked for or not. But no, no, yeah. I think that I think that it all works together and it can also work apart. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if one likes the ballet and one likes to go to football, well, the one's going to go to the ballet generally and they're going to find other friends to do that with. And the other one's going to go to football and find other friends to do that with. That's okay. You don't have to be together all the time, but you want to be together a decent amount. Mm -hmm. You want to grow together and have memories together. And also have memories part. Yep. So I'm very contradictory <laughs> in what I'm saying, but <laughs> no, that's me 99% of the time on this podcast. I'm like, seriously, go for it, do what you want. But if you don't want to, don't do that either. You don't need it. Yeah, you're fine. You're Contradiction fine. is good. It's good. Um, my next question for you is for those who are in a relationship right now with someone who they really want to be with, they really respect, but they feel like now isn't the right time. Maybe one of them doesn't want to date or they don't want to take it to the next level or life is happening and there's changes approaching, how would you advise someone to know if it is or isn't the right time to be with that person? Okay, well, I probably should uh, do a little disclaimer here that this is just my personal opinion. (laughs) There you go. This is not any um, professional advice or anything else. So I guess it's so tough. It really, it, it really is tough because every relationship has its own individual qualities. I think you have to be a strong independent to have a successful relationship. Um, and if sometimes you need to put things on, on hold to go find that independence, 
well, then you have to be willing to give that person that you're in a relationship the chance to go find their self too. And if their life from there forward does not include you, then whether it's the right time or not, you have to be willing to give that person up. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're, say, just in, I don't, if you're just in a friendship or um, in somebody wants to date you and they want to take it to the next level and you have things within yourself that you just are stirring and you need to kind of do that. I guess that's an independent decision. If you're, if you're willing to, to find, I guess, scratch that itch, go out and about and, um, and find yourself per se (laughs) in sort of a cliche way, uh, maybe that person will wait for you and maybe they won't, but it's, it's hard to ask somebody to do that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think timing is also a relative thing. So it really just depends on where you and the other person are at. It's hard to ask one to wait and well, one soars. Yeah. But sometimes in a relationship, that's what happens. Usually after you're together, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like in a committed bond. Um, but if you're independent, well, I would suggest you follow your heart, follow your gut. And if the person is there for you at the end, then the timing was right. That makes sense. Yeah. So this kind of goes hand in hand with that. But how do you know when a relationship is not serving you anymore? Oh, gosh. (laughs) You covered this on an earlier podcast talking about like situational relationships, situational (laughs) friendships. Um, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a, a dating relationship, I would say it's that's different than if you're married. Because if you're married, generally you want to work on it. You know, it's not always going to be rainbows and unicorns. But with if you're independent and or you're in a in a dating relationship, and it's just not serving you or it doesn't feel right if you feel like you got to be somebody else in that relationship besides who you are when you're by yourself then you need to you need to check yourself a little bit if you need if that if the energy doesn't match your energy if you seem like you're always bringing this person up or they're always bringing you down or vice versa um that can get exhausting so I would say you have to do a little bit of a of a head check and just see where you're at, and then also do a gut check. And if it works, it works. And sometimes it just doesn't. Absolutely. Great answers. You are just hitting us where it hurts right now. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm just blending a bunch of words and, and <laughs> Hoping it makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and hoping it makes sense. Absolutely. I want to switch gears now. For all of my homies who are struggling in the relationship aspect, what do you have to say to people who feel as if they just can't find anyone? They're going around, maybe they've done the dating game, they're going to bars, they're doing whatever they can and just feel like they can't find someone. What do you say to them? I guess I'm a true believer in having faith Mm -hmm. that things will work out. And I know sometimes people don't believe that. And especially when they're feeling like a desperation, you know, maybe they're older than they wanted to be in finding somebody to be in a relationship with. But I feel like the minute you let go of the reins, is when things are going to fall into place for you. Like I've always wow. t- like I've always told you, yeah. the right one's going to land on your lap when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. Literally. I mean, that sometimes can happen. Yeah. And you know, not necessarily a love at first sight thing, but that's also an option and pretty cool when it happens, but um it's there is a point where you just need to be 
comfortable with yourself and what you're doing in your life and the search will come to a halt if it's meant to a person will walk into your life at the right time if you have somebody that you have been interested in and you feel like you know you're not quite sure if you should say anything or you want to take a chance on that person but you don't want to mess up a relationship or a friendship again that's another head and gut chuck is it worth it you know to to take the risk and say to that person hey I'm I've liked you for a long time and what do you think we give this a try yeah okay and then you have to be ready for them to say yes and you have to be ready for them to say no mm-hmm. and what that's going to look like to you so I just I don't think that there's any magical age when you need to be with somebody but I do believe that when you're ready um, your heart will be open and it'll work out going off of that how do you know if someone or something too but more related to what we're talking about how do you know if someone is right for you Right? That's a tough one. <laughs> that, that's a tough one. Let's see. Moment of silence moment here. Moment of silence. Uh, I guess the... I don't believe that there's one perfect person out there for you. That's perfect. I was actually just about to ask you, do you feel like there's a soulmate for everybody? So I, I, personally, I don't. I don't believe that. I believe that uh, relationships can be situational. Somebody can look really great to you in a moment because all of a sudden you have all these things in common and there's like electric sparks and then you get to know them a little deeper and you realize hmm no that's not not really the depth there but um but then you know some other person down the road that you never really even thought of as being somebody who you'd have a common bond with you do and then you're like wow I could really see myself with this person and so I don't know I think it's um I think once you get into a relationship, you either grow together or you grow apart. Mm-hmm. And to be committed to somebody, you both have to be willing to grow with each other. Yeah. So that comes with time, that comes with commitment, that comes with a lot of experiences. And um, so. I also feel like people look beyond friendship soulmates or soulmates who aren't someone that you're getting in a relationship with I feel like there are different soulmates in your life that come at the right time when you need them Mm -hmm. and that's what makes them a soulmate for you they they understand you in that depth and they're like it almost just feels like they're parallel they're parallel 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 (laughs) (laughs) they're aligned with you kind of at a deeper level with that And that, too, can be situational, like you said. You know, you meet someone and you think they're so great and then you get to know them and it's not there. And then you meet someone else that you least expect. And also, for people out there who are in high school or in middle school or in college, soulmates are going to be situational because Mm -hmm. you're spending every day with that person. You're in the same location as that person. And the same goes for people who are working. Right. They might be, you know, you've always talked about, like, your your soulmate from work, that one company a while ago or whatever right. and how right. you guys she just was clicked. a blast yeah exactly and so I think people also look past that so I kind of want to chime in here and tell people that if you're worried about looking for your soulmate and you're trying to find it in all these different people all these different boys all these different girls whoever you're into I would say take a step back and maybe appreciate the soulmates in your life that aren't in a relationship or aren't you aren't looking at through that lens Mm -hmm. like your friends or your roommates or the girl in your class or the girl at work or the boy wherever just maybe you're not meant to find that soulmate right now in a relationship form but they're taking a different form in your life right 
that makes sense. Exactly. And don't chase it away because yeah. they may they may not check all the boxes that you want in a friendship or a relationship, but they could down mm-hmm. the road. So don't chase it away. You know, that's like you had said, my one friend that I had um, from one of my first jobs and she was awesome. We had a blast together. And then, you know, through the course of time, we both let that friendship go. And I have no clue even what she's doing right now. But for those segments, those few years of life, we had a great time. Mm-hmm. And uh, she probably would have been a lasting best friend if we both would have worked on the relationship. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Very but. true. That's a hard part about friendships, too. Kind of. That's yeah. something like I struggled with a lot. I wouldn't say coming to college, but I say as I've gotten more involved in college, like my sophomore year, and just kind of hanging on to those friendships from home, from your past, and also balancing it with your friendships in college, at least for me. Mm-hmm. And working on it definitely goes a long way. Yeah. And that is very, very easy to let go of. And the same goes for any relationship, any mm-hmm. marriage, or marriage, um, any commitment that you're in. you got to work on it. It doesn't matter if, the, if you're going to sleep next to the same person every night and waking up to, next to that person every day. You still have to work on it through the course of your days. Yeah. Um, and soulmates, like I had said, I don't feel like they, there's one for everybody. I feel like you can have a ton of them. Yeah. All different ages. Because I, I don't know. I just think if, if, I mean, and you know, other people may believe differently and that's fine. That's their opinion. You may, somebody may say, no, I married my soulmate and this is who we are and we are. That is so awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is terrific. Like your dad is is partially a soulmate to me, but then I also have a lot of other friends soulmates yeah, out there. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I get that. Well, now I want to change the topic to another lovely topic of mine here on Scent with Emphasis: self care and personal growth. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> we did not plan for that to happen. What is one thing you've incorporated to your routine that has increased your self-care, increased your mental health, and something that's just really monumental that you've added to that? Um, well, I back in high school, I did a lot of different sports, <laughs> and so I was never really like a like a um, actual athlete. Mm-hmm. But once I got out of high school, I started working out, and exercise exercise has been exorcism. Par- oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Getting those devils out oh, of me. Oh <laughs> god! Well, that too. But yes, uh, exercise has been a part of my life ever since then, and um, I feel like that helped me when I was raising you kids too to make that be part of all of your lives. It just was kind of a outlet. And always has been. And I find that if I don't have it into my routine, it doesn't matter if I'm going for a walk, if I'm going to a CrossFit class, if I'm doing yoga, whatever it is, I have to do something at least four times a week. And that to me is my form of self-care. That's my way of filling myself up. If at all that ever becomes an obligation, then I just shift gears and find something else within that exercise realm to work better. Um, so yeah, that's, that is the cool thing about exercise though, because it's not just one category. You don't have to lift every day. You don't have to run every day. You can mix it up. You can do like you wrote down yoga. You Mm -hmm. can do, you can just go for a walk. You can go for a 20 minute walk every day, have that fill that category of exercise. I feel, I agree with you. Once I get into that routine where it feels like an obligation, like I need to be doing strength and conditioning every single day and it doesn't mix up. It's kind of when it you kind of start to resent it. You Mm -hmm. start to hate it. You start to dread it. 
And that's why mixing up can be so good. Like cycling too. I love cycling. Yeah. Add it all in there. I think out of all of those, like right now where I am in my life and my age, um, hot yoga is my new favorite thing because I can walk in frazzled as all heck and I leave there calm, peaceful. I can take, take on my day. And so that's, that's been a real refreshing change for me and something fairly new within the last couple of months. I've always done a little bit of yoga and stretching, but this, the hot yoga, that's, that's taken it to a different level. I think temperature almost makes you, <laughs> you're forced to not think about anything except for how miserable you are and how warm you are. So it kind of helps in a weird way. Yeah. And, and even if you're not working that hard, it makes you feel like you're working that exactly. hard. Exactly. <laughs> so it's good. it goes both ways. It goes both ways. My next question for you that you did kind of cover in this past answer but what have you learned about self-care and personal growth throughout your life um well as being a life coach for a few years there and um they tell you you know the first rule is to feel yourself first and I feel that self-care is obviously the way to do that it's also the first thing to go when you are taking care of others um, and you put others' needs, it's very easy to put others' needs before yours. So self-care is something you have to carve time out of each and every day and really recognize that that's what you're doing. For some people, it may not be exercise. It may be going to get your nails done. It may be getting your hair done. It may be writing a letter to a friend. It may be journaling, whatever it may be. Self-care just is, it can take on all different forms mental physical self-care together is a great combination but recognizing that you are taking care of yourself in those moments you're not just running through the motions and being obligatory is really huge too so so there are a lot of listeners right now who are undergoing change in their life one of those people being me um (laughs) what is your advice to them who can't really seem to find the path that's right for them they're kind of going through the motions. They don't know, say, what college to go to, what town to move to, what job to take. And even like beyond that, they don't even know what career they want. They don't know what their interests are. What would your suggestions be to them who are undergoing this change and trying to figure out the right path? Well, kind of like soulmates, I don't mm-hmm. think that there is one particular path. I personally, I've been struggling with this my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I'm a wife, mother of three wonderful children and one being more wonderful than the other I am right here thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) oh let's see what your brothers have to say about that (laughs) (laughs) I love you all the same but Mm -hmm, different mm -hmm. Um, anyways it's to say that I've been searching for a purpose when actually my purpose is kind of right in front of me and Mm -hmm. to say (laughs) that I've been trying to look for the right path when really it literally has been right in front of me. I just have, have felt it needed to take on a different look or I needed to achieve certain things so that I blended with everybody else. Um, for people who are out there searching, search within first and really ask yourself the hard questions. You know, where you see yourself? What are your passions? A lot of people go into jobs because they need to make money. They need to make a good living. And so whatever their passions are maybe wouldn't pay. Well, it doesn't mean you have to give up your passions. Still keep those in, in your life and do them so that any job that you go into, you can balance it off with something that you really, really love. The 
the most blessed people actually get to combine the two and be successful at it. Um, and sometimes having a passion will encourage success as well. So I guess if you're asking for one answer and not all these words that I've now put together again. Um, <laughs> they sound great, though. It sounds really good. I, I would say start with, with really doing some introspection. If you've already graduated from college and you have a degree and you're still not sure exactly where you want to go, just start talking to people, mm-hmm. networking a little bit, doing some research, seeing what's out there in, in your field. Like I've told you kids before, take some free personality tests online. You can. She loves these. I love guys. them. I take she them all the time. She loves the free personality <laughs> tests. Wait, what are your what are your letters? Oh, I don't know. I I know I'm an um, extrovert, feeling. I can't remember all the, the letters it's because like, I take so many they blur together. Yeah. <laughs> she really does. And then she sends intuitive, them to us, and we're like, think, okay, yeah, ex- extrovert, intuitive, feeling. I don't know the other one. Yeah, so <laughs> it changes. So there you go. Take take a personality test. Learn something different about yourself, and you're never at a spot where you can't continue to move and grow. Don't stay still. Yeah. Don't stay still. She's telling me this because I move constantly nonstop. (laughs) Okay, so this, again, is one of those contradictions. I'm going to say don't stay still, but then also stay still. (laughs) Give give yourself time to actually think and feel. And if you are full of faith, give yourself some time for God to speak to you. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? The messages are there. So, So be still. And then don't be still. Yeah. <laughs> Take that and and pour your heart into it. And if it doesn't if it doesn't feel right after doing that, well, don't worry about it. Your path will turn off another way. I always say momentum flows where momentum goes. Because once you Perfect. start moving, things move with you. Yes. And you'll very quickly realize, okay, this isn't for me. I'm going to go here. This isn't for me. I'm going to go there. It right. just, things move. And then on the other side of things, they align up how you're supposed to. Once you start moving, okay, I like this. I'm going to keep going. Things are falling into place here. So just, you know, stay still and then don't be still. Yeah. I like that. That's a good takeaway. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we came to the answer, a contradictory answer. Um, looking back on your life now and just in general, it almost is impossible to not regret some things that have happened or not wish that they went a certain way mm-hmm. how do you deal with that regret and moving forward with it <sighs> regret is tough mm-hmm. everybody has regret it's just how you personally handle it and move on um, is very individual um, I feel like for some people it's easy to move forward it also depends on the level of regret that you have you know what what happened as a result of that. But no regret happens without learning a lesson as a result. And I believe that sometimes regret comes into your life after, you know, you made a mistake or whatever you did wrong, made a bad choice, got in a fight, said bad words, whatever it may be that you regret is, is there to teach you something. And if you don't learn it off the first time, it's going to happen again and it's going to happen again. So whatever whatever you are regretting take some time to just ask yourself why. You know why you're regretting it and what are you going to do to prevent it from happening again. That's perfect. That is a perfect answer. Going off <laughs> I of hope that. So. <laughs> no, it, it really is. Going off of that and I know this is an area that 
you said that you've struggled with your whole life and you find that it's often right in front of you. How do you go about finding your purpose in life? <laughs> oh, oh gosh the question she's like you tell me <laughs> yeah the question the question is uh one that just keeps on rolling in my brain um I guess when I look around it always feels like everybody has it figured out they have their purpose in life and for many their purpose is their career um for others they've always dreamt of having kids and getting married and making meals every day for their family and that's their sense of purpose for me, I I, I kind of like to blend a whole bunch of things mm-hmm. um, because I don't like to sit still for too, too long. And so I believe that it's been apparent to me really pretty much in just the last few years that my per- my purpose is more how I interact with people on a regular basis. I love to talk to people. I love to, you know, chat with people in the line at Walgreens or go out to the bars and chat with the college kids mm-hmm. or, you know, hang with my own friends. And for me, my purpose, I feel, is really kind of falling into place with those interactions. It's how I interact with people, how I listen to them, how how we work together, and maybe how I make them feel mm-hmm. at the result of our conversation, how they make me feel. Um, but it's also doing kind things, having a kind heart and making a difference every single day in a positive way for people. And again, it doesn't matter if it's somebody at the line at Walgreens or a kid at the bar or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know, my, my dad or my siblings or whatever it may be. If, if you can do something kind, it takes you out of your own head and makes you realize that, you know what, I was there in that moment to help that person. And exactly. that's my purpose. I love that answer. I also feel it's so unique but so powerful because people always say the small things make the big things. You know, it's all about the little things in life. It's all about all that jazz. But it's so true. And those little interactions, even though it's not a big purpose, like I'm supposed to be a doctor. My purpose in life is being a teacher. You don't under, you don't even realize that someone in that line at Walgreens could be having a terrible day. You go, oh, your dress is so cute. Their day's made. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. And I think... We were all put on this planet, going back to what you said, to help others, to bring others up, to have those little interactions that you don't know how you made them feel. So I think that's that's a perfect answer. Also, you're fulfilling it right now. You're talking to a lot of people globally, so they're, you're helping them all. You never know what one of these answers today resonated with them and really made an impact on their life. Well, I hope something. I hope something. And mm-hmm. thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> love you. <laughs> I love you all. Be kind to others as much as you can, unless, of course, they aren't kind to you or those that you love. Then, then punch them in the face. Then, then it gets a little tough. Yeah. And the mama claws come out. So, exactly. That's a great segue. This is Mother's Day, or it's Mother's Day week, Mother's Day weekend. Again. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> I want to ask you... What is life like as a parent? It's wonderful. It's joyous. It's, it's, it's God's greatest gift. <laughs> of course. Of course. It's every. It's all of that. It is the hardest, most rewarding job I will ever have that's really not even a job. It's, um, you kids have made it really easy. Mm-hmm. So loving you has been very easy um, and very rewarding. Mm-hmm. And my greatest, greatest accomplishment in my whole entire life is raising you three kids so yeah I continue to love it every day even more and um, wouldn't want to be 
anywhere else than being your mom. I love that. So who's your favorite kid? <laughs> That's funny. Again, <laughs> I love me. you all. It's me, everybody. <laughs> My brothers are not. It. it is me. Let it be confirmed on this episode. Thank you all very much. <sighs> nice try. But I, but I do love you. I love you very much. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm declaring that. I love you more than anything in this world. I feel like every parent says that, but I feel like every parent has a favorite child. I don't know. I feel like internally you have to. Um, I think that you're, you have a child that maybe works better in one situation than another. (laughs) She's trying to figure out how to word this and how to not get in trouble for this answer. Here's the thing. I don't really have favorites of anything. I don't don't have favorite movies. I don't have favorite songs and I definitely don't have favorite children. Well, you have a favorite dog. That, okay, fine. Fine. I do have a favorite dog. Our dog is perfect. I mean, he's more photogenic than anyone in the family. It's he, actually annoying. He's a human. He does rock. Yes. Yeah. But I can say that because I only have one dog. So that's yes, true. He is my favorite dog. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm, I just not, I don't have favorites. Mm-hmm. No, that really, that really locks me in. That kind of, you know, makes me stuck. So that is interesting he, that you don't even have a favorite color or a favorite song. No, my colors bounce. Okay. <laughs> they really do. I mean, sometimes I like blue. Sometimes I like green. What are you in right now? Today I'm wearing pink yeah. because, you know, it's Mother's Day week. <laughs> I got to wear pink. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. So we're in the pink vibe right now. Yeah, a little pink. Amazing. Amazing. What are some of the challenges and what are some of the positives of being a parent? Uh, oh, there's there's too many positives to list. But truthfully, um, sitting back and watching your children live their lives is truly a great a great gift whether you're doing awesome things whether you're working things out in your own brain you're coming to your own conclusions sitting there watching you kids live your life is is such a positive through from the times you were little little babies learning to walk I guess, uh, you know, then you're graduating, moving on, making your own decisions, becoming adults. It's, it truly is, that's the positives. But also having relationships. Like, we have great relationships. I love each one of you and the relationship that I have with each one of you. And you each have great relationships with your dad, too. So it's like, it, it's really just, I guess the positives are, being so full of love Mm -hmm. like I never you know we I had your brother first and I thought oh my gosh there's no way in heck I have enough love in me to have another child and then I did and I loved you just as much and then I had another one and I loved him just as much Mm -hmm. and like that that kind of love is something that is not felt in any other relationship so that's me I love that um challenges uh when you didn't sleep through the night early on (laughs) Um, when we couldn't figure out what made you cry or, you know, learning, learning each kid was different. Um, trying to be there for three of you at the same time when you all needed something, that was a challenge. Nowadays, the, it shifts a little bit. It's worrying about your safety in this crazy, nutty world that we live in. Having children is scary, even adult children, and sometimes more so as adult children because I don't have you all under my roof. I know the best nights of my sleep are when you guys are all home. Mm-hmm. Um, or best nights, best nights of sleep are when you are all um, home. But it's, yeah, that's the challenge of being a parent is worrying, worrying that about your safety. Okay, so 
you're a mother. You had to learn from somebody. And I want to give a little dedication to my wonderful grandmother, who is not on this planet anymore, but she's <laughs> probably in this room. Absolutely. What is one of the biggest lessons that you learned from your mom? Well, that changes daily. Mm-hmm. And oh. now that I don't get to hear her voice on earth anymore, I hear her voice in my head all the time. And sometimes as I speak my words to you kids, I actually hear her voice coming through me. So I can't specifically say that there's there's one particular thing that stands out more than anything other than she always reminded us how much she loved us. No matter what we did, she was always there to support us and build us up and love us wholeheartedly. Sometimes that makes all the difference mm-hmm. in a kid's life is to, to know that no matter what you have somebody on your side and my dad was on my side too but my mom just always always reminded all of us how much she loved us Mm -hmm. so I feel like she her joy of life just came down on all of us and we just she just brings us together yeah I feel like I've never been this close with my cousins ever at least on that side of the family so it's been fun and watching you guys have fun together is it's dangerous like, it's it is so deadly you guys i'm telling you these these people are crazy they're animals <laughs> anytime there's a new in-law of the family they're like wow your cousins can drink like they love to have fun <laughs> but they're also very good people <laughs> yep. you know i just I, <laughs> she's like they're good people too they don't just drink and well and we we do that very well actually our family and my my mom had a great time at that too yeah she, she was loved her wine yeah. she loved her gray goose she you know and she she was just a blast of a person and she would try and have fun in every situation mm-hmm. you know it's it, she could always be there and reflect on the tough stuff but she had a really great way of turning it around and saying okay let's make the best out of this yeah. and you know let's let's have some fun and so you're right she did have joy and i see it in all of you especially when you're all together <laughs> the grandkids i mean it's just a gift and she she probably is up there kind of moving you all around and making sure that happens, yeah. which is pretty cool. She was a perfect example that life is fun and it should be fun. It should is. be full of fun and love. Yep. And through through the end, she never wanted to be defined as as the cancer that t- overtook her body. She exactly. she wanted to be remembered for who and what she was before that. Mm-hmm. So shout out you, Oma, if you're listening. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. <laughs> there you go. I also want to tone it down here in that sense as well. There are people out there, especially those who are listening, who either struggle with their relationship with their mother or have lost their moms, as Mm -hmm. you have. How do you find comfort in a maternal figure where that relationship is either difficult or non-existent or is just struggling? Um, Well, that's it's it's interesting. And I can't speak to to those that have a troubled relationship mm-hmm. um, as much as I can speak to those that uh, have that kind of the non-existent relationship because because I had a mom and then I need her still mm-hmm. and she's not there to answer my calls or for me to text anymore. So I think that there is a sense of mourning and um, mourning the expectation of a mom that maybe isn't there or a role of a mother, how a mother should be. And uh, some people just don't have that. They don't have the mom that they thought they would have. Maybe their mom's a 
a narcissist. Maybe she's maybe she's got addictions. Maybe she's fighting different different demons. And the reverse can be in effect for a child. Is is you have to you have to give that person love. You have to give that person compassion and empathy. But some mothers don't fill or check those boxes of the standard mother role, and you either take that person for what they are, and or you. Or you don't, but unfortunately, it's it's not it's not always textbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and my heart goes out to those that that don't have an awesome mom. I do believe that there are people in everyone's lives that can fill that role. Mm-hmm. They're never going to fill the exact mom role, yeah. but some somebody in their in their life can play the mentor mom role if they allow them. Yeah, you can find that role. In other people and I also feel that my roommate always says this but teach their own mm-hmm. so if you are having a difficult relationship with your mother that lack is kind of filled in a different area that you might not even realize you right. know maybe you have great friends or maybe you have this gift you ha- you just have something and no one's life is perfect no one has all their boxes filled all their levels all the way to the top that just isn't how it is so where you may be lacking another person may be lacking in an area where you have it to the fullest. Maybe you have a great sibling or you have a great family, cousins, whatever it may be, talents, drive. I would just tell people, and it's hard for me, and I kind of hate talking about it because it makes me feel, you know, like guilty. You know, you're sitting across from me, you're a great mom, everything. But I do feel that there is an area where you can find that maternal maternal figure and that maternal presence in someone else or in something else. And like you said, it's not going to fill it to the fullest. It's not your actual mom. Mm -hmm. But if you are struggling with her, you can put your focus and your love into someone else and find that comfort through someone else. Right. And it's no different than somebody who was born a only child and, Mm -hmm. you know, doesn't have siblings to bounce things off. Somebody who doesn't have a sister, somebody who doesn't have a brother, you know, things. There's there's always going to be a point in your life, like you had said, where one box maybe isn't checked or one one cup isn't all the way filled up. But you have other areas that you can reach out to and... um, Look around. Look around. There's generally some goodness to be found in others. Sometimes it's not where we're looking or it's not where we want it to be or where we think it should be, more importantly. But it is right there. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, my mom's not around to give me the advice that I need or to give me the hug that I need anymore. But sure shit, I got wonderful kids. I have a husband who's amazing. I have sisters who we work together. I have awesome brothers, my dad, you know, so no, it's not my mom. Mm -hmm. And it's never going to be my mom until I'm up there with her in heaven. But until that point, there's a lot of people that are offering me a lot of goodness. And I just got to take it. I just got to take it. Absolutely. And be good with it. Mm -hmm. Be really good with it. I I love that. Yep. I've got a, I've got an awesome mother-in-law who is just, she's, she's known me since I was 14 and that is crazy. Yep. And she is she is just as sweet as can be. And, you know, no, she's not my mom, but she has always loved me mm-hmm. like I was one of her own. So so cute. I can't I can't look look at that and just not be thankful. A funny story off of that is my dad has brothers. He has no sisters. But my grandma, my dad's mom, if she had a daughter, wasn't she going to name her Jenny? Yeah. And my mom's name is Jenny. Yep. And she was the first in I was law the first to come time. in. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, things work out how they're supposed to. They really do. Shout out, shout out my grandma. Shout out Grammy. Um, 
I guess, are you ready to switch into hot takes? Oh, yeah. Let me pull that up. Hold on. <laughs> You're not going to pull out a whole packet like Greeby? Well, okay. So I had a couple <laughs> ideas. But, um, you know, you'll want to find, like, the really, really exciting one. And yeah. there's just nothing, like, super, super exciting that I could – that I'm really, again, passionate about because I don't have a lot of favorites. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, like, unlike Katie's first podcast um, – I like belts. Katie doesn't like belts. So, no. you know, that's 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 a hot take difference for, for her and I. It's not a, it's, it's just, you know, it's it's kind of a funny concept. Mm-hmm. But so I was trying to find something along those lines. Yeah. And are you ready for it? Or you want Now to I'm wait? ready. Yes. Okay. You want to wait? Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> you did that. We're like, drum roll, please. Let's go. Drum roll. <laughs> okay. In line with Mother's Day, you know, I always think of Mother's Day brunch because I love Mother's Day brunches. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going with the food, breakfast food option, um, bacon versus sausage. Okay. Okay. I'm a bacon lover. I would I would take bacon a thousand times over sausage. Doesn't mean I won't eat breakfast sausage. I just prefer bacon. So there's my hot take. I it, it I could you could have bacon in everything. You it's not just breakfast. You can have it for dinner. You can have it on a cheeseburger. So. Mm-hmm. Um, far as I'm concerned I'm going with the breakfast food of bacon my issue is that I don't like squishy bacon I need it to be crunchy yeah it's gotta I, be crunchy it's gotta be crunchy yeah so but it not it usually isn't if you're ordering bacon on a burger it usually isn't if it's in your salad it's usually not so I think that's where I go my preference lies with having like a sausage patty or like a sausage link because you can count on that you know what I mean right right it's reliable Whereas bacon, I don't like the fatty pieces freaks me out. Right. I don't know what it is. Yeah, the stringy. Yeah, it's kind of disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I was out with a, a friend and we were having coffee a couple weeks ago and she asked for crispy bacon at, for breakfast. And I'm like, I've never thought of that. But yeah, why not ask for instead of just bacon, crispy bacon? Because- That's a good point. I mean, you ask for your level of like burgers. Like I want it medium. I want it this or steak, like right. medium, rare, rare, whatever you want. Why can't you do the same with bacon? That's a good point. Yeah. So maybe with a burger, ask for bacon on the side because as soon they put it on the burger, it might get soggy. So that's true. <laughs> that is very true. I love that. All of this for bacon. So that's All of I this mean for that's bacon. that's a hot take. The, and I had another one. Do you want me to share another yeah, one? I, would I mean love it's another it's another food thing. I know, but we're on the we're on the pattern of it. So the let's food. do it. Okay, uh, crunchy Cheetos versus Cheeto puffs. Crunchy I like, Cheetos. Yeah, definitely crunchy crunchy mm-hmm. cheetos oh wait i this is perfect maybe this can be my hot take for today because i feel very passionate about this it's <laughs> directly related to this i think that cheetos in the mini bags taste far better than the cheetos in a normal package bags so like the lunch or like the snack size bags of cheetos yeah those taste worlds better than the cheetos in a normal bag and why do you think that is maybe crunchier i don't know just taste different tastes better it's there's something different with the flavor going on in those yeah, smaller packages. Yeah. It, it isn't even comparable, really, in my brain. So my favorite type of Cheetos is Cheetos in the small lunch size packages. Crunchy Cheetos in the small lunch size. Mm-hmm. Okay. And maybe that's because that's like all I gave you guys for lunch. When you yeah, were maybe. Up. We just <laughs> talk about Cheetos. being healthy and yeah. self-care <laughs> and I'm feeding my kids Cheetos. What, what's your sandwich? I don't know. I, all I have is Cheetos <laughs> in my lunchbox. <laughs> I have nothing else. What about the white cheddar Cheetos? I do like those, but there's nothing like the crunchy Cheetos. Yeah, yeah. it's just plain and simple. What right. about the baked Cheetos? I like those too. But okay. again, you know, if I had to rate them, I would, I would actually say crunchy Cheetos, Cheeto Puffs, white, che- white cheddar Cheetos, mm-hmm. and then the baked Cheetos. Okay. 
if you're gonna go you might as well go big you yeah, know I might mean, as well yeah healthy chips are nice if you're if you're you know gonna eat a lot of them on mm-hmm. a diet but if you're gonna have like a bunch of chips I just kind of want them to be and I love I love Cheetos you know it's, they, they're part of my favorite lunch which mm-hmm. is peanut butter and jelly yep. Cheetos and grapes <laughs> that's like my perfect summer lunch that is the best I always <laughs> I've been putting chips on my PB&J too right and one of my buddies he was over and we were making peanut butter and jellies. I don't I don't even know why. And I started putting chips on it. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, you have to try it. It's oh, so yeah. good. Absolutely. He tried it. He's like, I'm never going back. So if you're out there and you don't put chips, like a perfect Lay's potato chip on your PB&J, all you need. You're never going to go back. I'm uh, telling you. Uh, or crunchy Cheetos on your PB&J. Yes, try it. Very I mean, true. you, you got to try it. If you don't like <laughs> you it, no problem. Know. No offense. You, you never no know. No offense taken, but yeah. <laughs> I kind of like this. Going off of... The food category. I'll, I'll stick with that cycle. I feel as if Cheez-Its and mac and cheese is the best hangover food. And it's far better than fast food for hangovers. Really? Probably because the people out there who prefer fast food aren't having the life-ending, debilitating hangovers that I am. I'm talking about you wake up and you are having trouble even standing up. All I want is mac and cheese. Just craft mac and cheese or cheese it, something like that. Because if I'm having a breakfast sandwich from McDonald's, I'm gonna throw it up. You know what I mean? No, because I, <laughs> I would always crave the breakfast sandwich from McDonald's when I was hungover. I just feel like snacks and chips are better hangover food than fast food. I don't. I guess uh, to each their own. Yeah, to each their own. And truly, what's available? You know, That's if you're really so hungover, I, I'm not going to get in my car and go to McDonald's, even though like when I was in college, my big thing was the McDonald's orange drink. That was like a lifesaver, even really? though I would throw it up when I was hungover. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> throw it right back up. It was like, that's that's so what I needed. And then if you're going to go there for the orange drink, then you got to get the breakfast sandwich. Mm-hmm. Now there's a lot of a lot of different breakfast sandwiches out there. I mean, Quick Trip has the best breakfast sandwiches i oh swear oh my gosh quick trip and has those seen are me good my worst those are those are good hangover sandwiches too mm-hmm. um i don't know i'm not i i can't deal with the debilitating hangovers anymore yeah. they just they just don't work for me i'm, I'm getting to that point too <laughs> but uh yeah the cravings uh, bacon yeah <laughs> it <laughs> all goes back to crispy bacon. bacon so if you ever see us hungover just get us crunchy cheetos and <laughs> crunchy bacon there's a theme going on here get that mcdonald's out of our face we don't want it <laughs> well you don't want it i'll take it <laughs> since this is set with emphasis and we're on that hangover topic do you have any crazy college or high school stories to share with us oh gosh i don't know if i want any shared with everybody here it's <laughs> <laughs> like hell no <laughs> Oh boy, that's going to require a little thought. Um, did you say high school? Yeah, you can do high school. You might not want to. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do high school. Your yeah. son's in high school. Uh, yeah, we won't. We won't. Well, <sighs> in the meantime, I'll share a story while she thinks. Um, last weekend was the block party on our street. And we had, there was literally 10,000 people on the street that I live on. Absolute blast. So much fun. Besides the fact that our toilet seat got ripped off and like thrown. So now every time I sit to go to the bathroom, I'm like about to dunk myself in toilet water. But that's besides the point. Um, But I lost my credit card and my ID. So that was fun. Such a proud parent moment. <laughs> so that's not like a fun story, but it could be fun for you guys. No. I ended up finding my ID and I canceled my credit card. It was stolen. It was stolen. It was not me. So I just had to put that out there. There we go. There we go. Well, we're so happy that you 
that you Thank oh you. you know what your new credit card came i'm sorry i didn't bring it with oh, me seriously yeah no we'll keep that out of your hands for a little while okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're like holding over it, my face and you have to work for it <laughs> it isn't an envelope back home i just forgot to bring it um it's probably for the better i guess trying to narrow it down to like one or two crazy stories is really hard to do um she's crazy <laughs> i have i have a, a best friend that that uh lives out east and she brings out the crazy in me so her and i had a lot of fun fun stories together and um but good you know good stories like we're we're kind nice people we just like to have a good time (laughs) um but anytime she's around so it's hard to kind of narrow down different times um when I would go and visit her at her college it was a blast when I'd go visit her out east when she'd come home Mm -hmm. um so trying to narrow it down is just is tough. But nowadays, like if I would say some of my best moments now or craziest moments now, it's with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's with you and all your friends. I mean, geez, when we came to came to school here on, in October, that was nuts. Oh, my yeah, gosh. a little overserved. And I did the double um, beer bong. And <laughs> so that was good. I, I was happy I could still do that. I did the double beer bong with beer and then the double beer bong with seltzer, which I would not advise. Wait, you did it twice? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, we were there all day. I had to do something. <laughs> You're like, I had to hydrate somehow. <laughs> so, so yeah, you wonder where Katie gets a little bit of her crazy moments. It's, yeah. from, it's from both her father and I. But um, I can't narrow it down to one particular mm-hmm. thing. What about climbing the fence? <laughs> okay, that was funny. <laughs> Yeah. We're dealing with professionals and yes. people that <laughs> have I, a reputation we cannot bring down <laughs> or speak about on this podcast, but... Yes, I could... Okay, so we were just going to our local fair, and it was a bunch of adults, and yes, professionals and parents, and oh, God, were we in our late 30s? I think we were in our late 30s at that time, um, and we were going over to the fair. We all had tickets we paid in advance we were gonna go see uh, at that time I'm trying to remember what band it was maybe tesla oh heck yeah. yeah i think tesla was in town and so we parked behind a friend's dental office mm-hmm. and we are just gonna go over to the fair from there and we were like huh that looks fun. Let's just climb the fence. I mean, instead of walking around, let's yeah, just climb the fence. Exactly. And I think there were eight of us. And six of us thought it was a good idea. And the other two um, were like, wow, not thinking this is really smart and whatever. And we're like, well, who cares? Yeah. You know, I mean, we paid already. We have our tickets. So we paid. Oh, no. Sure shit. The cop came up. And he's he asked us what we were doing, and we were like, "Well, we're just having some fun." We dropped the fence, and he he was not having it. <laughs> he and was not having any fun. <laughs> he was not having it at all. He's like, and we said, "Sir, you know, we have tickets. We were just were having fun." And he's like, "He's like, no, I I will take you down to the to the police station <laughs> if you don't stop talking back to me." And we're like, well, "But we're not. We're just showing you our tickets." Mm-hmm. And and we looked. Um, he was not happy, but he, he ended up letting us go. Well, as that was going on, we looked 50 yards to our right and realized the fence ended. <laughs> and we could have just went around the fence that way. But instead, why not jump why the not? fence? Why not? And now it's a memory. Exactly. Yes. So you know what? There's a core There's a core lesson in that. When life gives you fences, climb them. Climb them. <laughs> 
you got this. It's all good. But but don't disrespect the um, the authority because even if you are a professional, they may take you down. Mm-hmm. So be and nice. Who, who would have thought a couple years after that, a cop asked you to pour out your drink and you poured the drink in your mouth and, and yes. received a fun little yes. record. Yes, I did. Uh, open intoxicants. <laughs> Again, where everybody else was walking down the sidewalk and drinking, and I had the uh, target on my back, and and then she told me that I was the nicest person she ever arrested before for <laughs> open intoxicants. I'm like, okay, is this a cop? You're like, I don't know how to take this at the moment. Um, all right. So shout out to my husband who has dealt with a lot of of these things put together through the course of our lives, mm-hmm. and. Um, no kidding. He's he's a very wonderful, patient man. Yeah, he's very patient. <laughs> he's very patient. But he also has a fun streak in him, too. So mm-hmm. even when you look at us and you're like, is marriage boring sometimes? Yeah. I'm like, well, no. You're I like, mean, we're hungover. We, we've, we've just calmed down a little bit. You know, we enjoy staying home and watching a little Netflix here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, or Amazon Prime these mm-hmm. days. Suits. Uh, suits. We're all we're hooked all on suits. suits. Yep. Yeah, so so watching that is great, but no, it is it's not boring. And if it gets boring, then we're gonna we're gonna find something to do because mm-hmm. there's still a lot of life to live. You're gonna come back to the college town and get more open intoxicants. Heck, heck, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not that, but I will come back to the college town and have some fun. I love that. <laughs> well, do you have any last thoughts you would like to say to all my lovely listeners out there? Um, if you have a wonderful mother in your life, please give her a big hug or call her, tell her you love her and thank her for the sacrifices that she's made. If you are a mother yourself, thank you for joining the club. You will never regret it. And for all the lovely listeners out there who, um, who listened to me today, thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for being a part of this. And thank you, Katie, for having me on. Of course. (laughs) To all the lovely mothers out there, especially my own, happy Mother's Day. Every day should be Mother's Day. These women are saints. I don't know how they do it. But I'm glad you all listened thus far. So thank you so much for joining me, Mother. (laughs) Thank you. I love you, girl. And as always, you know the drill. Remember to own who you are, mean what you say, and whatever you do, do it with emphasis, baby. I will see you next Tuesday.